You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to the weekly business hour. This is Rick Schisler, your host. I'm a silver fox onebestconsult.com. Thank you for joining us today. I think we have a wonderful show lined up for you. But before we go any further in the show, I want to say congratulations to Lone Star Community Radio. We're inside their brand new studio. Uh, the studio has been completely remodeled, expanded, double in size, have multiple studios now. And Dick uh, is our engineer. He happens to be the owner of the station and general manager. Congratulations, Dick. Well, he gave us the old hand sign. I guess he's shy and doesn't like to talk on the radio. Thank you. This is a wonderful, wonderful accomplishment for a small business. Uh, I mentor Dick in the business here, and it's just another accomplishment uh, as you move through your business history, your business life, to move into new facilities. And again, this is a wonderful studio. The decorations are fantastic, and we're located right here in the historic downtown Conroe, Texas, Montgomery County. Well, let's start off the show, sponsored by One Best Consult. That's the number one, bestconsult.com. As I mentioned earlier, I founded the website, and what we are is a community of small business people. Uh, and if you're in small business and you're listening to the show, which a majority owner of our listeners are small business owners, I encourage you to visit our site. Again, onebestconsult.com. At that site, you're going to find what I like to call common sense business advice for small businesses. Uh, we have contributions made on a peer-to-peer -peer basis. People put up subjects they want to talk about, they have a question about. Hopefully the community that's there will answer your question. People are answering your question who perhaps were in the same shoes you are. They had that challenge previously, and they'd like to share what they did to meet that challenge. And also, if you're looking for a mentor, I'm there as well. Uh, I engage. I have clients. And you can find out more about that at onebestconsult.com. And I want to remind you that the show is also uh, broadcast live on Facebook, and you can join us at the Weekly Business Hour page. Or if you miss part of the show today, the Weekly Business Hour page will have a podcast, a video cast of the show, typically posted by Wednesday of each week. And during the course of the show, if you have a question or an idea about the show, or again, you have a business challenge. I mean, that's what I do for a living. I help people meet the challenges, develop options for them, so that they can make the right decision for them and their business. But just send me an email. You can send it right here to the station, Rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. Well, at this point, my encouragement to everyone listening is sit back, grab your pad and pencil, and get ready to take notes as we talk about everything business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. Well, we're at the third segment. I'm sorry to say the end of our Soup to Nuts conversation. We've had a great conversation the past two weeks, and this will be our third installment with Alan Stroud. Alan is with Beck & Associates Law Firm. He's board certified in estate planning and probate law. He has an LLM in tax and lots of good experience to go with it, which, Alan, I'm, a, I'm big on experience. So you have a lot of experience in doing the actual work and helping business owners, and that's what we're talking about, estate planning as it relates to business owners. Alan, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Well, let's do a quick recap uh, of what we've talked about the last couple of weeks. I know today we're finally we're basically going to zero in on assets and how to distribute assets, how to protect assets. But let's kind of recap, if you will, some of the main points that we've made the last couple of weeks. Sure, sure. One of the things I always like to start off with any discussion is what is estate planning? Because anytime we're talking to folks about it, they've got certain ideas of what it is. And I always want to make sure we're on the same page so that we're meeting clients' expectations. Estate planning is simply the process of arranging your assets so that if you die or if you become incapacitated, the right people are in control of them and the right people receive ownership of them. That's really all it is, whether you're using a will, a trust, probate, non-probate items, um, whatever the document is, powers of attorney for an incapacitated person, we just want to make sure that the right people are in charge. You know, and that's so important because I spend a lot of time with business people doing what we call exit or succession planning. And that's the idea that at some point the business will move 
or pass on to others, whether you sell it or, or you have family members that uh, come in and buy the business, whatever. But often, so often, I find business owners don't think about, well, what happens if you pass away suddenly or particularly I'm incapacitated right in the middle of all this planning I've done for 10 years down the road. It's been shortcut and I haven't really done anything about it. It's so true. We find that all the time that they get so caught up in doing what they do well, which is making their business grow and making money, that they don't do that step about planning. What happens if I'm not here to do that? Well, and the big question I always ask people if we, and we talk about this subject, business owners, is, okay, you work hard, you've built this business, you've taken risk, typically a lot of risk, and you've made it happen. Now, do you just want to throw it to the wind if something inadvertently happens, like you're incapacitated, or all of a sudden you die before you're able to execute that plan business strategy? And that's the idea, just throw it up in the air and hope that it lands at least close to where you wanted it to. No, that's exactly right. If if they haven't done the planning, if you don't have a will in the state of Texas, the state of Texas has a will for you. And it's usually not what you have in mind. Yeah, I like that expression. Yeah, you get the state. And it, I don't, I've never met too many entrepreneurs or small business people that want the state, any state or government, taking care of what they built and deciding where it goes and when it goes and how it goes. That's exactly right. Uh, we just don't want that. That's right. We, we like the can-do spirit and want to make sure we do it ourselves. Let's also kind of recap, if we can, too. I think it's important. You touched on a, on a great subject, in the, and that was the idea of who controls assets during incapacity because I don't feel incapacity gets discussed enough, but it happens. It, it does, and, and there is a big misconception. Some people have planned, but they haven't planned far enough. For example... If you've done your planning, you've probably got power of attorney documents. There's a financial power of attorney. In Texas, we call it the statutory durable power of attorney. That means it continues even if you're incapacitated. So you name someone, an agent, to take care of your assets if you can't take care of them yourself. There's also medical powers of attorney and things like that. But for assets, it's the financial power of attorney. Depending on how you own your business, that person may or not be in charge of your business. So if, if that's who you're counting on doing things, you need to make sure that that person is named in all the various documents so that they have power to do what you want them to do. And sometimes just a power of attorney isn't enough. You know, and the other thing that, again, speaking from a business owner operator in, in my previous life, and I own a business now, the idea that they're named but also, like you say, in all the documents so that if something happens, they can move in immediately because we all know the business opens for business the next day. That's right. And if nobody's there to make decisions or to handle paperwork, payroll, et cetera, then that business can fizzle and be gone. That's exactly right. Because the power of attorney person really doesn't have control over your business immediately. They've got to vote your stock and do certain things to get them put into power. So you need an emergency plan that's already on the company books that says, if I'm incapacitated, this person is appointed as the emergency president or the emergency check signer or whatever the case is, you've got to have something in the business that's ready to go in the minutes, a plan that's approved that that, that person can step in immediately and not wait to get control. Yeah, it would seem that that, I mean, is so critical. And I doubt, at least in my experience, somewhat limited on the incapacity issue, but I've seen it where that really wasn't planned out. What about some other things that uh, incapacity that we need to make sure that control and whatnot is taken care of? Well, it depends on what kind of plan you have. In Texas, there's two common ways that we pass assets. One is through a will, and one is it's through a revocable living trust. A lot of times when we're using a revocable living trust, We've already put the assets into the trust during lifetime. Well, that means if the business is sitting in the trust, the person who's named on the power of attorney has no authority over that whatsoever because the trustee does. So we might want to name that same person who's the agent under the power of attorney as the successor trustee of the trust so that they would have that same power for assets outside the trust versus assets inside the trust. And that's kind of what you were talking about. Make sure they're on all the documents. Make sure they're everywhere so that whatever the scenario is, we've got it covered. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. And, you know, the idea that you and I touched on briefly, and I don't, I, I think it's worth a second or rehash, but we touched on last time 
we're talking about control of the business incapacity or it, it, uh, an event of death is finding the right person. I mean, if you've got a business, particularly an entrepreneurial, small business owner driven business, and it may be a large business, it may be doing millions of dollars in sales. And when you remove that individual suddenly, if you will, then is there somebody within the company or outside the company having the right person who can step right up in an emergency? That's right. And, and that's often a very hard thing. Some people, it's a natural, they know who that person is and it's easy and they say, okay, that's who I want to appoint. Other people don't. They, they kind of do things themselves and take charge and they've done that their whole life and they don't really have that person waiting in the wings that knows what they know. So sometimes it can be difficult finding the person who would make sense to step in. Sometimes it's a committee. Uh, sometimes it might be a, uh, an organization, a trust company that has that can provide and hire those services. Yeah, I'm actually having lunch today with an individual. His, they end up doing that in a lot of instances. Uh, their investment company, I guess you could call it, they're not directly a trust company, but they offer that opportunity of finding for their clients uh, the right people when and if the time comes. Right, and that, those sometimes those are invaluable. That's, that's exactly what folks are looking for. Yeah. I think it's a great fallback position if you don't have anybody in mind yourself. What else do we need to touch on before we kind of move into this question about assets and what to do. I, I think we can go ahead and move. Okay. Well, let's talk about assets. I mean, uh, first comes to mind is my family. I've got a family, maybe children, a spouse, whatever. And there are certain issues, particularly if you have a business that you need to touch base or talk with your estate planning attorney about. Give us an idea of what those are. Yeah, there's really kind of two types of business owners. One that I see a lot is they basically take everything they have and they devote it to the business. So any, any cash flow that's coming out, they pump it back in to grow the business. So their main asset in life is their business. They may have two or three kids, maybe one or two of them work in the business, one or two of them don't. So that's a model we often see. So at their death, one of the things we talk about with them is what do you see happening if you still own the business at death? They may sell it late, later, later in life or or maybe the plan is, let's send it to the kids. Well, is it fair to divide the main asset of the estate among the kids, some of whom work for the business, some of whom don't? So that's often a question we get into because what you find in that next generation is there's a lot of sibling rivalry. The ones that aren't doing anything versus the ones that are running the business, sometimes the one that are running it feel a little bit like, hey, these people are just mooching off me here. This is my job and I'm working and I got to pay part of the earnings to somebody who's doing nothing. So a lot of times the goal might be, let's give the asset to the kids that are in the, in the business, but let's give other assets to the kids that aren't. But in this first type of business owner I mentioned, there are no other assets to give to these other kids or, or certainly not enough that equal the value of the business. So what do we do? Sometimes we look at life insurance and we might get a life insurance policy if the business owner is insurable to where we could give value in life insurance proceeds to the kids that don't work in the business and then give the business stock to the kids that do work in the business. So we've given them equal value as an inheritance, but we've given them very different assets. One is the business to, to run and grow and do what they're going to do with it and, and fail. You know, certainly they might fail but at least it's their opportunity to take the business and do with it what they can. For the other kids, they still get an inheritance, but it's just life insurance proceeds. But they've still at least gotten the same thing from mom and dad. They feel it was fair. The kids are treated fairly. And so everybody goes on down the road. Now, sometimes that owner is not insurable or they live long enough to where the insurance isn't affordable. That becomes a big problem. I remember hearing a statistic that only... 2% of term policies ever are paid out because people end up giving them up before they pay out. So sometimes it's a real problem to have that extra cash coming in. So what we do in those situations sometimes is we convert the ownership of the company into voting and non-voting stock. And we give the voting stock to the kids that are working in the business and the non-voting stock to the kids that aren't working in the business. That way, at least the ones that are working in it and toiling in the business day after day, they've got control. They don't have somebody that can veto ideas 
who may not have any idea about what's going on in the business, they've got the vote, they've got the control. But then if there's any ownership distributions that come out, dividends, so to speak, that goes to all the kids because everybody's a shareholder. Even the non-voting stock owners are going to get dividends. But it puts the kids who are actually working the business in the control position, which I think makes a lot of sense and, and helps with some of that sibling rivalry. Well, that's a lot to digest, and uh, believe it or not, we're at our first break. And I'm going to give the audience a chance to think about what you said. And when we come back, we'll pick that conversation up and kind of bring it together to an end and move on to some other things. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our break. And while we're doing so, I also want to mention to you that if you're a business owner and you're here particularly in the Montgomery County area, you can sponsor the Weekly Business Hour. Very simple. Just send an email to me at rick at irlonestar.com. I'll get you some information. and love to have you as a sponsor of the weekly business hour. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take that break and we'll be right back with you. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, a Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. CoreLove is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. Will you help defend the orphan? Hey, guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating, anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Welcome back to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schuster, your host of the show. And in the studio today, we've been having, I think, a wonderful conversation, one of our soup to nuts conversations, file in a series of three with Alan Stroud, who is works with Beck and Associates, a law firm. Uh, Alan is board certified in estate planning and probate and one of the smartest guys I know. He's had a lot of experience in this area. Alan, when we went to break, we were talking about the idea that you have ownership and then you have heirs that are kids and some kids are in the business working, some aren't. Uh, it's funny, I read more stories today where none of them are in business. That's used to true. kind of be no, a split, true. but uh, you always have that idea, okay? And as you mentioned, the scenario all or most all of the assets that the family has that the, the parent or parents have is a business. So how do you split it up? And you mentioned a couple ideas as far as life insurance. You find the cash and you pay off the ones that are not interested in the business, if you will. And I have a scenario to that that I think when you sit down, I think you have to have a conversation and, and maybe update that conversation every five, 10 years, depending on what changes in the business but a conversation among all the interested parties. So that means sitting down with your kids. Some folks are really challenged by that, but the idea is, okay, we've got a business, who's in, who's not, and discuss that. But the idea that if I work in that business, I'm being paid a fair wage. My compensation benefits, whatever position I have is fair, meaning that an outsider would take the job that I have and, and, 
try to say the business is one thing, the ownership is another, and try to get people on that page. It took some time, but that was something I was taught, and it's, it's worked for me in a lot of different ways. Understanding respected entity is separate, and it has to be dealt with fairly by everybody. Partnerships, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my partner came first. And I know that's, but it, it reinforced itself when I went to law school because when they kind of coldly lay it out, they talk about the corporation, they talk about the partnership. And you almost come to believe, well, that's a separate person. And, and it is, you're right. And, and certainly that is one way to look at it and, and to sit down with the family and talk to them. That's certainly a solution that, that you could get some buy-in from everybody. And, and I think a family could be very happy with that. Yeah, and I think the conversation, though, is the key. And it keep is. up that conversation every few years at least. Uh, so because the business, like you say, your, your life insurance plays out or it gets so expensive, now where's that cash going to come from? And you, as you mentioned, there are solutions for that, but you've got to all be on that same page. Right. So that the kids go into it with eyes wide open, the spouse, surviving spouse as well. I think that's, you're right. That's one of the most important things. And sometimes that's a big challenge. Uh, clients don't often like to talk to their kids about that kind of stuff. Yep. And, and it, it can cause some immediate resentment when they figure, well, if I just don't say anything, they'll deal with it after I'm gone. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll walk away literally. That's right. That's right. I think there's a time or two in all our lives we'd like to do walk away, but I, I just can't see working my heart out all my life in a business and then, again, thrown into the wind in a sense right. that my kids are going to get in it and perhaps ruin their relationships. Yeah, with one and you want to set them up to succeed. Absolutely. Any good parent does. Well, let's move on a little bit, and let's talk about – some of the other things that we have, we have assets, um, other issues like dividing stock and so on and so forth. Uh, anything else that you would like to comment uh, to effectively, if I'm a business owner and listening to this program, that I need to consider when uh, looking at my business and passing it to my spouse, my kids? Yeah, but first I want to just touch again on, on life insurance. I mentioned that. Obviously, we're a law firm. We don't sell life insurance, but we work with professionals that do. And often life insurance is a, a, a tool that we can use to help solve a lot of problems. And, and we touched on it a little bit last week. It might be beneficial to use life insurance for key employees in a business to help tie them in. Um, a lot of times we need a life insurance policy, or I recommend one. If, you, if the owner dies or becomes incapacitated, there's going to be a, a, a down a downward trend in the business for at least a month or two or more, just because that person is usually the heart and soul of the business, especially a small business. So sometimes it's nice to have a life insurance policy in the business that simply a, provides a cash flow, a temporary cash flow for the business to kind of stay on its feet until we get things back up and going and can get the next generation in or the key employees running it or whatever the case is. We've got an immediate infusing of cash flow. So that's nice. Sometimes we want some life insurance in there to fund a buy-sell. Uh, we might use that to help the, uh, the widow uh, or, or the, the other partner pay the widow for that partner's share of the business. So life insurance is definitely a tool that can be used for those kinds of things. And then sometimes it's just for the family. You know, it provides some immediate cash for mom she's the survivor, or dad, if it was mom's business, or the kids. You know, just some immediate cash that's there that the family may need just for operations. So I always want to, we usually take a team approach. We'll work with the, C, the family CPA. We'll work with the family's financial planner, the insurance person. We like that team approach because the more professionals that are involved and on the same page, the better coordinated plan we you know, you mentioned the key man, and one thing I'd mentioned is not directly on point with the idea that we've done some startup businesses, and you'll hire key employees that may have particular skills. Say, if you're in software or some programmer that's really key, they may or may not have some kind of ownership, uh, sometimes a minority ownership, but we'll buy a key man policy to cover the loss of them that's right. because of the replacement cost. And again, it's just so, as you say, generally the business keeps running, but the idea that we're going to have to go out and find someone, bring them in, go through a six-plus-month ramp-up with them to uh, become part of the team. And I've seen that done as a very conservative approach 
particularly when a business was new, absolutely, uh, and had certain funding available. And yeah, that's you, a great that's a great way to provide additional. So funding. that really wasn't related to estate planning, but it's the idea that you look at this insurance. There's a lot of places to use it in a business that I don't think most business owners consider. I think that's right. It's an underutilized resource. I think. Well, let's switch gears now. Yeah. We've got about three or four minutes left. Talk a little bit about asset protection. Yeah, one thing I always talk to my business owners about is your entity structure. There's a lot of older businesses that are out there that are corporations. And most of your new businesses are set up as LLCs. And and the LLC is a recently new phenomenon. It's not as old as corporations and partnerships, which go way back. Uh, The LLC is kind of a hybrid. But one of the benefits of having an LLC versus a corporation is if you were to get sued, say a car wreck or something completely unrelated to the business, and as an, as an individual, you got sued. If you have a corporation, one of the things a judge can do is award your stock in your business to that creditor, to that judgment creditor. And so you could, your creditor could vote your stock and basically liquidate the assets, and you've kind of lost part of your corporate protection. Well, if you have an LLC, there's a law in the books that says, a judge cannot award your LLC membership interest to your creditor. They can only give them what's called a charging order, which means they stand in your shoes for the purposes of receiving distributions from the LLC. So it's a much better individual protection for the business owners. We, we're doing a lot for asset protection purposes. We're doing a lot of conversions of entities from a corporation to an LLC. It can be a tax-free conversion because you still, for the IRS purposes, elect to be an S-Corp or a C-Corp, whatever your corporation is. But for state law purposes, you're now an LLC and you get that state law protection on any lawsuit. So I think that's a pretty important distinction that a lot of people don't realize. And so that's one thing I like to visit with folks about to make sure they've got the right kind of entity. Well, we've got about a minute left. Would you like to summarize uh, about things we've talked about, what's most important? I would. Um, Probably the most important point that I that I make to business owners is you've got a plan. And particularly for those folks that have blended families, so my kids, her kids, our kids, you've got to have a will or a trust. If you don't have one, the state has one for you, and you're not going to like how assets are divided. And trust me, your spouse is not going to like that all of a sudden half the business and half of her house might be owned by your kids from a prior marriage being managed by your ex-spouse. So we want to make sure that everybody's planning so that they're not just leaving leaving the planning up to default rules. Well, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Again, I hope everybody heard that loud and clear. It's been mentioned several times. Uh, you don't want the state, whatever the state, nothing against the state of Texas or whatnot, never want the government to dispose of your assets particularly if you've worked hard all your life to build something and then all of a sudden basically hand it over to the government and they have their own set of rules that typically, as Alan said, are not going to be equal to what you or not be what you had in mind to do with the estate. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to, first of all, Alan, thank you so much for taking time. You've been on the show three times. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Thank and you And I think much. we have a lot of great information. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a podcast together uh, that will have all three shows combined. That'll be available in about a week. But the podcast for today's show will be available on Wednesday. And I hope you'll stick around for the second half of the show. I'm going to do a, several things. First of all, I'm going to recap what we talked about today with Alan. And then I'm going to have uh, a, in my Did You Know series, uh, Microsoft uh, sent me some information about cyber attacks and the real threat to your business. And they picked up on eight, eight particular uh, things you can do to prevent those attacks. And then finally, in the One Best Consult Tip of the Week, I've entitled it, Why Is Your Website Failing to Produce Results? This is from the business owner's point of view. So please, stick around. We'll be back after the break, and we'll move forward. Thank you. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast. Create your first 
YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Five's Sweet Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Buys with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are removed from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? 
Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler, your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of One Best Consultant. I love talking about everything business, particularly small business. And in this segment of the show, we're going to talk about uh, what I call uh, a first of all, excuse me, we're going to do a recap of the show. We just visited with, with our friend Alan Stroud, estate planning attorney. And again, Alan was kind enough to do a three-part show. We call it our conversation series from soup to nuts. We try to take you from beginning to end on a particular topic, and we just finished up estate planning for the business owner. And I would encourage you, if you did not listen to all three of these, that you do so, because if you're a business owner and you're building your asset, your business, make sure that if something happens and you're incapacitated or uh, you suddenly pass away, or even if you pass away at an older age, the idea is that your asset, your assets in general, but your business asset, goes to the people that you want it to go to and that you have the right kind of management in place to take over. Uh, in a recap of what we just talked about, I, I think that it's very important, first of all, what Alan said, is that you need to have some kind of will. That sounds silly, but less than 60% of the people out there actually do a will in general, and that's non-business owners and business owners. Again, why build up an asset and let it fall away or end up being disposed of in a way that you never, ever imagined. And the second thing I think is important is the cash flow issue. And I've seen this with clients, one client in particular, where we had a situation where the cash flow of the business, in other words, the idea that when somebody passes away, if it's suddenly or they're incapacitated, you still need the money coming into the business. Well, you've got the, if you're in an AR accounts receivable type business, You'll continue to have checks flow in for 30, 60 days, but it starts to dwindle off. So you've got to have some kind of plan in place for the cash to continue to come in. You say, well, I'm in a store business. We have a cash register. People come to the store and they buy things. Well, it's amazing. As soon as the owner passes away, you will see, not overnight, not in a week, but over a period of several months, you will see business drop off if no one assumes control of the business. Someone's got to come in and assume control, and it could be a spouse if they're prepared to do that, but someone has to come in and run the overall business, or in today's world, things move so fast, okay, you just need to go online and do business where products and pricing change every day that the business will, I call it, dwindle away. So it's important, secondly, I believe, that you find someone or have a plan in place that there is a, a company, Allen Mission Trust Company, somebody to step up and take over the day-to-day -day running of the business. Very important, and particularly someone who can work with your heirs, your spouse, your children, and communicate with them during what I'll call is an interim period, if nothing else. And I guess the last thing that he touched on over the last three weeks hit it home with me is that your heirs are all on the same page with you, if possible about what's gonna to happen to the business asset. Alan used the common scenario. You have children, uh, maybe children from multiple, two marriages or whatever, but who's gonna take, who actually is gonna take control of the business? Who's gonna run? Many times it's one or two of the kids and then you have two or three or whatever, one that's not in the business. And like we laughed about just a few minutes ago, sometimes the kids don't care about the business. So you've gotta set it up where the business is put in a position to be sold. So, but you need answers to these questions, and most importantly, that requires a conversation. And as Alan alluded to, that can be 
uh, an uneasy conversation for a lot of people, but it's a very, very necessary conversation. And I would encourage you as a business owner, listen, listen, listen. You've got to listen to what these heirs are telling you and try to determine what their real interest is. Because again, if you're going to work hard and build a business, don't let it just be frivoled away because you didn't listen and put together a plan to make it work. Well, that's my comments about our soup to nuts on estate planning for business owners. We're going to take a short break right now. And when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about in my Did You Know series about cyber attacks. And again, Microsoft has given me some great material. I'm going to share it with you of eight things you can do very quickly that can protect you from cyber attacks. So stay with us. We'll be right back. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Welcome back to the Weekly Business Hour. And again, this is Rick Schisler, your host and the owner of OneBestConsult.com. I want to talk to you real quickly about some uh, cyber attacks. Uh, it's something that shows up all the time. It's in the news. I mean, this is a big deal. And, and I want to mention to you a couple of things that you may not be aware of. Again, this information comes from Microsoft. Uh, they recently released a short video and a, and a tip sheet. 58% of the data breaches target small businesses like yours. 58% is over half the attacks. You know, we hear about in the news about the big companies. The big company got, you know, hacked. 50 million people, 1 million people. But the small companies, 58% are the target and these don't typically make the news. So let me go down this list. First of all, beware of phishing. That's a personal issue. I mean, you're in a sense, when you allow a cyber attack in most cases, you're allowing that attack. You create an opportunity because of the process you have in handling your data and information, your connection, if you will, to the internet. So you as a business owner, manager, have that responsibility to put up the fence. The phishing is a matter of training people so that they don't bite on the bait. So when that link shows up, that email from wherever, they don't click and you've got to train people. I'm not aware of any automated uh, system available to prevent that other than there are a lot of tools out there that will block correspondence, particularly pictures, ads and things, that helps. But there's always gonna be that little quick email that's got a link in it if you click on it. Let me mention to you, it takes only four minutes on an average for a hacker to get into your network once you bite on the phishing deal, once you click on that link, 99 days is typically how long it takes, at least 99 days for the small business even to discover that they've been hacked. So for three months, they're in your business. Beef up your password. This is an easy thing to do. Uh, I recommend that people use short phrases for passwords. In other words, not just a word or the, the reverse of a word or the backward spelling, but Think of a phrase. Of course, you want to put the symbols, the numbers, whatever, but a phrase that you can remember and just pull it all together, no spaces. I think that's a great, great way to do it because over 63% of the people, according to the Microsoft report, have very weak passwords. That's an easy thing to do. Password protect everything, your phone, all kinds of other devices. Remote gets a lot of people into trouble. Laptops that travel around, 
that access other networks with Wi-Fi and whatnot, they really need to be password protected. There's no doubt about it. Keep your software updated. Someone in your business needs to be responsible that every bit of the software that you have, from your browser to your email software, they all are updated because as these companies discover leaks in their systems, in their software, then they typically will publish updates that provide the protection you need. You need to secure and hide your Wi-Fi. Now, this is kind of a technical thing. Secure and hide your Wi-Fi. Now, what does that mean? In your router, you can do certain things so your settings are not obvious to people. This is more of a technical thing. You probably need an IT person. But secure and hide your Wi-Fi. Keep your data safe on the cloud. Use the passwords and keep a copy of your data, a backup, out on the cloud. It's not expensive to do, and it's always there as a backup in case your data is corrupted or ransomware attacks. You've always got a full backup, and you can use it. And be picky. I was in a conversation yesterday about it. Be picky, even within your own organization who has access to sensitive data. The fact that you have a list, if you will, say of clients, customers, doesn't mean that everyone in the firm business has access to that who has a computer. We were even in a discussion yesterday that certain job positions have access to the name and the email, but not the physical address or the phone number. Uh, this can get pretty detailed depending on the kind of business you are, but I would highly recommend you talk to your IT professional and determine from a business point of view what data everyone else needs, that everyone needs to touch because the idea if you have more people that have access to sensitive data, that's more of an opportunity for someone to get into your system and get that data. And last but not least, plan for the worst. If you get hacked, you get a ransomware attack, you've got your data saved, you've got your programs backed up, and you can get past it a lot easier if you put some kind of plan in. Well, that's it for Did You Know, and I hope this is helpful to you. We're going to take another break, and when we come back, this will be our final break of the day. I'm going to offer my one best consult tip of the day, and we're going to talk about why is your website failing to produce results. And I want to remind you as we go into the break that a podcast of today's show will be available Wednesday. It will be on the One Best Consult website, on the IR Lone Star. It will be on Facebook, YouTube, the Weekly Business Hour. So look for the podcast. If you miss something or want to re-listen or share it with somebody, we've got a podcast of today's show. We'll be right back with you. one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. You're 
listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. I want to thank you for listening to today's program. We're in our final segment, and that's where I try to give you an original uh, consulting tip. I call it One Best Consultant Tip of the Week. And this week, I want to talk about why is your website failing to produce results? Uh, a lot of information out there about websites. Uh, a lot of small business people, at least I've come in touch with the idea, they just want to get a website up. They want to be informative. If they're not selling or marketing online, uh, they're not really worried about its performance. Uh, but I think when you put that website up, it's like putting a, a sign on the road, like a billboard, if you will. And if nothing else, it's got to have good information. It's got to flow well. If people are just trying to get information about your business, see who you are, your local business. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot you can do, even with a simple, basic, what I call messaging website, but if you're trying to attract people to your business to really buy products, then I think the first thing is you've got to have a clear call to action. Uh, many websites don't. And the reason they don't is because the business itself, in my opinion, doesn't have a clear or uh, value proposition. In other words, why do I want to do business with you? If I'm a consumer, I'm a business buyer, why should I do business with you and not the fellow down the street or across town or across the country? And that's got to be conveyed in the website page, in the pages of the website. It's got to be consistently conveyed. So why do I want to buy from you? Why do I want to use your services? Make sure you and your business, and even if you don't have a website, which that's pretty, uh, pretty rare these days, make sure you have a clear value proposition of what you're doing, what you're offering that makes you different, which makes your business unique. And that's the main thing. Then you translate that into a call to action not necessarily saying buy this today, but say, hey, click on this. We'll send you further information about X or Y that we serve. Whatever it might be, people can take an action when they look at your particular your homepage and other pages in your website as well. Give every prospect, everyone who comes to the website, a clear next step. Second, the structure of the website is confusing. I was in a meeting uh, last week, a fairly large institution. I serve on an advisory board, and that was the big claim is that our website's just com just too confusing. People go from page to page, it doesn't connect, it's not clear the steps they need to take. The purpose of the website is to serve customers and your website, if it's not doing that, then it's not working for you. Third, and lastly today, I wanna mention to you, make sure your mobile version of your website works. Uh, click on the mobile and look. Even today, large companies, I'll click and look at a website, and it just blows up and I can't read it. It's over the edge of the screen. Make sure your mobile version of your website fits. 60, 70% of the people that access the web looking at websites do it on their mobile devices today. They're not sitting in front of a laptop or a desktop doing it. Don't forget that. I personally have done it so many times looking for business, looking for businesses, trying to decide who to use. And it's amazing how many times even major, major worldwide businesses, the mobile version of what they do just doesn't work. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me thank you for joining us today. I want to thank our show sponsor, OneBestConsult.com, and I want to encourage you uh, to put a note on your calendar for next week, Monday, right here on IRLoneStar.com. Our special guest will be Terry Weaver, founder of the Veterans Entrepreneur Leadership Institution, and he is going to talk about leadership in today's small business. Again, thank you for joining us, and remember to stay in touch with what's happening here in Montgomery County, right here at Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, my encouragement to each and every business is stay focused on what counts in your business. Thanks.